Greetings and thank you so much for joining me for this wood element uh, degustation, <laughs> this stroll through the forest in evolutionary times as we have a look at all the places where the light is increasing, where we're waking up and the role that the wood element plays in all of this evolutionary change. We are alive among incredibly transformative times. We're collapsing at our colonial seams. We're reweaving into new, more fluid ways where we're all immigrants, we're all pioneers, we're all pilgrims. And like the wood element itself, we're pushing new boundaries of our personal and cultural edges. And it's like the fence that once kind of, you know, contained our forest has fallen down and the saplings at the borders are, are really making fast work of all of the available light. And they're reaching further than they remember having been before. So the forest itself is in a phase of expansion as it reaches further into the light field and it feels like new times. And with that, an expanded conversation needed on the age of wood. Now, the five element theory, like the book of changes, is an interpretation. And so, you know, as I bring this material forward, this is just as I see it. Remember, this is just my interpretation, but I hope to inspire you to your own. I did already get in trouble a few years back for changing the colors of the chakras and I still stand by that because I really think we're naive if we think that the original teachings of yoga and Taoism of the five element theory of Ayurveda of astrology um, will stand still in time like part of them will stand still but a part of them will evolve to fit the language of the new. I mean, that's just the nature of um, these teachings. Subject to change, you know, they're like us. They're pivoting off the grit of the times. They're growing and expanding through periods of darkness and birth and ripening and falling and emptying again, just like all of us. And we call this the book of changes. Uh, and it's the central premise, of course, of the five element theory. And here we are among the greatest shift of our times, all willing participants or observers alike. And there's a whole lot for us to be learned about how to transition and where we're going when we lean back into these ancient texts and um, bring, pull them out or bring them through into um, a modern perspective. So let's begin with the collapse, because I think that's the thing that's just most up in our faces right now with poverty, with with women's rights in developing countries, with a worldwide dopamine addiction, you know, sugar, salt, drugs, alcohol, social media, gaming glassy-eyed pre-teens and anyone who feels sad medicating their pain at the pharmaceutical company insistence pornography painkillers netflix all of us trying to live in a hyper complex system that really hardly any of us understand the imposed ideologies and the wars that result crime cybercrime 
the erosion of justice, consumerism, outdated transport, ineffective, corrupt and misguided global leadership, cruel and unsustainable agricultural practices, the retirement of our elders, the overuse of fossil fuels, on and on and on and on. And it's an ending that, despite our best efforts, is calling us awake. It's making us sit bolt upright at night in our beds as our awareness plays its part in the global surge that when we lay it out on the floor spells the end of the industrial revolution, the end of the colonial era and the end of the Roman Empire and all that empires and commonwealths and top-down authorities have stood for. We're being called awake to the shift on a grand timeline of soul evolution. A journey you may have always been on or one that you're only just becoming aware of. But I'm going to assume that you wouldn't be drawn to this content if you weren't somewhere along that path and curious about its message. So over the next bit of time, we're going to look at the role of the wood element in this story. And it's not the annual type of wood energy that um, like arrives with a seasonal spring and can be counted over months. This is more of the vast energy of an eon of wood's influence as we pivot our times, as we push our edges, as we innovate and recreate and step up in a world profoundly ready. And to even know that we need to pivot and change direction is flexibility. And that is one of Wood's greatest virtues. It's energy of initiation. You know, it, it, think about how much energy it takes for a pelican to take off from the water into the clouds. That, that effort is Wood. That initiation effort is Wood. It takes a lot of force to change state. It takes a lot of force if multiple lifetimes of reinforced belief systems are to be changed. Now, the spring pivot in nature, so spring is um, the season related to the element of wood. The spring pivot in nature is the time when the cyclic energies begin to rise from yin to yang after winter's dark or yin phase. Now it speaks to the springboard of what's ready to grow. Now this includes the tangible world, but it's also how we witness a change of opinion or statement in ourselves, a new decision made as perspectives shift and all the ways that we open to new frontiers. It speaks to the steady holding of the center that allows for this redirection of purpose to occur, importantly, without a loss of gravity. Now, the work of the wood element is to lean us into internal flexibility so that we can make the shift as a species. Now, just how comfortable it will be depends on how soft and allowing we can meet it. So now a healthy wood element is going to give us the timing. It's going to give us the courage and the balanced risk assessment 
to make the good choices that keep us living to our highest potential. It's kind of spirit point, gallbladder 24, is given the name sun and moon. And that point holds the, the kind of soft attitude required for us to move from the state of one to the other. Here the wood is the pivot. Um, the, the wood element is like the center of the wheel, if you like, of the swift action, the sun, that occurs after careful thought, the moon. Now, these are not times for the kind of wild abandon of the 60s and 70s, you know, bursting out of that post-war era. There's nothing very laissez-faire or kind of peace, man, about where the world is right now and the oligarchs who have been engineering the mess. There's, there's, there's a no turning back need for growth and change at a really profound level. And it has wood's signature all over it. Now, the wood element has much to teach us about how this pivot point, and we're going to come back to this idea of pivoting, can be done while we maintain harmony and balance throughout the whole forest. And, and this is how, this is the, you know, the maturity of the work at the times. Now, our own seasonal familiarity with spring and with the wood element remains a really powerful place to begin understanding how wood is being refined at this time. So imagine winter, you know, dark and gathering strength among the seeds underground or in life, cold at the bottom of the lake. The energy of winter was waiting all along for the right time to rise. It's cued by the levels of light increasing. And this is an important point as the sun moves towards the spring equinox and then the Beltane points. Water rises with it through the seeds, through the stalks, through all of those green ways of nature. And when you see it and sense it in the external environment, it's palpable. The wood element takes us from seed to sapling to tree and it encompasses along that journey of varying shades of green evolution change and expansion that occurs with growing light. Now in the beginning spring timing lined with the light and the force of wood brings us out of ourselves remember we're in this like uh, detached or um, yes yeah, slightly disassociated winter state and it brings us back into community and social engagement now as the sun calls us outside again we have to open to the mirror of the world around us that's the contract and as that mirror opens, it bounces back to us all the ways that we show up. This is like us taking a good look at ourselves through the world. And this is the primary way we've understood the evolution of wood in our psyche. Like we take what we've meditated on and grown in the quiet dark of winter out into the world and we're like, hey guys, what do you think? So this can be uncomfortable and tight, can be something that we dodge or duck or, and people spend their whole lives avoiding it, or it can be welcomed and softened towards. I think in my experience, it's both. 
there's a little bit of both that happens. So think for a moment about the apprehension of like a tightly wound bud just emerging from the woody stalk and the great internal fortification needed if you know this little flower is to reveal the entirety of its inner workings to the world you know the flower is the most pure example of beauty and courage and vulnerability that i can think of and it demonstrates the urge of wood as it steps forward into the world even when it can't see what's on the other side of the woody stem even when perhaps it's unsure of how it will be received on the other side because nature teaches the garden to grow for the sheer love of growing there's no other ultimatum uh, there's no other ulterior motive and i think that these are really powerful lessons to guide us to the end of the seductive addictive narcissistic culture that's enslaved us you know social media is powerful but when it's used for self-aggrandizement it's vile and it's kind of vacuous and it's coming in well below its potential it's a bunch of flowers that are desperate to be the best in the garden you know seeking something they were never designed for there's no kardashians or attention seeking celebrities among the natural world everyone's just doing themselves and something indescribably beautiful happens at that moment now the ta- the Taoist said that in every spring spirit moves to a new state of radiance and purity through matter the refinement of our winter where we touch source energy in that dark creative womb space grounds in the spring it becomes in the spring and as many around the world more every day start to experience the tangible journey of of ascension coming to the light experiencing what is divine and unique within themselves then celebrity culture shifts it slips there's no need to be anyone other than myself becomes the message and that message of um myself as being the only light i need to shine my authentic unique self that becomes the only authority that i need now the same courageous brightness of the flower blooming because it can you know proud of its uneven petals giving its best to wherever on the stem it was birthed and delighted to be one of many that lights up a whole garden yeah the shallow life of celebrity culture you know once such a honeyed hook now seems a little bit vinegar it's disproportionate in it and largely unrelated to anything meaningful and more and more as people wake up they're switching off of that wet nurse and instead interested in moving into off-grid communities interested in unplugging gardening choosing not to upgrade their car or their phone downsizing their expectations and decluttering the complexity that only a few years ago they maybe prided themselves on 
So this pivot, this awakening is the only way humanity can cultivate enough courageous compassion for the earth, for nature, for each other to make the brave changes most needed. So like the sprout about to breach the surface or the flower about to bloom, we have no idea what's on the other side of where we are right now. Yet it's becoming very clear that the road is narrowing and time is running out. And Wood asks us, when will you jump? Now I want to pause here for a moment or just kind of direct the conversation for a moment towards the increasing levels of light that we've been experiencing on the earth in the last few years as they align with the initiation of the wood phase you know both in its annual context as i just spoke of and in the wider application we're kind of exploring a little bit today so in recent years we have experienced a measurable increase in light um, might have heard or come across information through nasa or other space weather agencies of those more powerful m and x class solar flares from the sun these big blasts of magnetic energy that move through space they're measured in neutrinos neutrinos are little tiny light beings that for all intents, intents and purposes appear to have a consciousness they're discriminate they can move through any solid material and we're being showered in these neutrinos we're being bathed in their light frequencies of solar intelligence of source energy on top of that an enormous increase in aurora activity that um, you know measurable increase in the power and the frequency of those upper harmonics of the of the Schumann resonance since 2012 and of course the 26,000 year photon belt phase that our our whole solar system is currently moving through are among many many light-based signposts that can all be researched in your own time and I'll leave a few links in the show notes to help get you started if you're not already but anyway you look at it the levels of light have been increasing on the planet and we're waking up from a two and a half thousand year long winter and a vision for our planet and our lifetime that is intricately tied to our awakening now the light has called us back out for the first time in a while and seeing ourselves reflected in the world around us, places where we've been, you know, deep rooted and steady and also the places where the rot has set in. We've become very mindfully aware of where there's work to be done. Now, as the wood element seeks to be that point where the whole planet pivots just as it moves winter to summer in the five element wheel it's building the virtues of acceptance and tolerance and kindness to help us this is through that ascension process to help us push back against the fear and the control paradigm that's ruled us for so long 
here our strength lies in following Wood's calling and coming together as communities like forests working towards new systems of education of healthcare new economies new governance through which we celebrate each other's differences and skills just as the giant tree sees the value of the lichen at his feet this is how the wood element is backing our evolution now liver and gallbladder the two channels associated with the element of wood of those two liver the in principle holds the grand vision of the big picture ideas of where we're going now it's working largely unseen while the gallbladder the yang partner and it dashes about from side to side and he's like the warrior in the field or the gardener among the garden beds sometimes i think of the gallbladder as the potter with his hands in the clay making those moment to moment decisions he has less luxury than liver to weigh up the pros and the cons as he goes about his work now now this of course this sort of planning big picture moving forward this is a very serious side of spring it has a lot to orchestrate and accomplish in a really short period of time and its capacity to think on its feet and to make the right decisions the first time on the ground to be organized and efficient are really essential to its success now the liver as the visionary has to be open and soft and flexible in order to kind of give the clarity of instruction that's required for the gallbladder to do its job properly you know to bring its decisiveness and confidence forward in meaningful ways now for gallbladder to be a resourceful risk taker who works from an inner impetus to grow the vision of transformation and evolution has to really be clearly laid out in the mind of the generals in the war room so the liver um, as architect or um, builder in this case now if the general is a drunkard or a fool then the war effort is more likely to fail now, it's not about being outnumbered or outweaponed, but it's a matter of orders, instructions, and commands that lacked clarity or relevance or purity. Think about for a moment um, Donald Trump, you know, towards the end of um, his presidency, he had, there was a real kind of a sulking energy about his general. He didn't really want to be there in the end. And so his gallbladder lacked the right leadership in the right direction. And in turn, that gallbladder ran riot, making terrible decisions and firing off inappropriate, you know, social media tweets in the middle of the night. And, and you know, for those that know, you know, the, the wood energy peaks between 11 at night and three in the morning. I mean, it was just classic gallbladder you know you know gallbladder is a is a pure highly evolved being whose strengths are decisiveness and swift action but that can be for good or for worse and the gallbladder in fact is a really 
interesting organ it's called one of the curious organs it's one of six organs where the chi of the earth's generated so it belongs in this category with the brain with the marrow and the bones with the blood vessels with the womb but of all of these organs the gallbladder is the only one that doesn't receive or transport nourishment nor does it come in contact with the outside world Instead, it meets right at the point where we pour down and bubble up at the same time and it produces what they call in the classics the clear or pure in the middle. Of course, that's referring to the bile, which is this clear, pure um, fluid. So gallbladder itself in the organ and in the energy of the channel is deeply aligned with purity, purity of thought and purity of action. And so important is the work of the gallbladder and the wood channel that when it's out of balance or blocked, it represents the very worst and most frightening of what we can be, the scariest of all emotions, rage. Now, wood can be, you know, it isn't always necessarily rageful when out of balance. You know, it can also be timid, can also just be indecisive, like unable to work out what to do next and therefore kind of unable to make the changes necessary. It sometimes can't even recognize the need for change. Ultimately, it can be prone to bouts of despair depression you know frustration um, you know blasts of anger all of which are essentially rooted in woods fear now all of the elements have a greatest fear the fear of fire is not to be loved you know the fear of metal is to lose the respect of others fear of earth isn't it's not to be you know needed any longer but the the fear of wood is stagnancy and the inability to grow and truly express itself so every expression of anger in the world of people taking to the streets um you know of <coughs> alarm and um you know angry conversations of even of polarizing um opinions and beliefs in the world is growth and change trying to happen so if stagnancy is its greatest fear then regeneration and renewal is its greatest strength so see around you all the ways that wood is at work to reveal the places where limiting beliefs, dogma, arrogance, fanaticism, narrow-mindedness, where all these things seek to keep people locked within themselves. Every dogma, every fanatical statement that we stick to is a stagnating of outdated theories and essentially a dragging of the collective evolutionary process. Now heart and kidney and gallbladder work together to illuminate and facilitate our urge to grow and expand. Our appropriateness flows from the heart and our inner potential is made available by the kidneys and both these forces pivot 
on the connecting body of wood who quickly assesses the right timing for the actions and cues the tendons and the ligaments to move the bones. So heart gives the perspective to the decision-making and kidney gives it its courage. Then gallbladder, the pivot mechanism, moves us forward with wisdom on our own evolutionary paths. Now we'll either align with synchronicity or we'll misfire badly, but we've decided and we're off. And so I guess now that we understand a little of the role of wood and how it does what it does, let's travel in a little bit deeper. So the sun and moon are the most powerful astral mirrors and they embody all of the complementary energies of yin and yang that we use to explain the entire universe. It's, it's a simple theory, but it's also incredibly vast and it explains the way the sun and the moon constantly pivot between polarities and it also helps us to explain everything that occurs between here and there on the journey of creation, dissolution, creation, dissolution. To be full is to prepare to be empty creation to be empty is to know with certainty that you'll be full again dissolution this is the fundamental premise of the flow of the Tao and this relates to the moment to moment experience as cleanly as it applies to the lifetime of a galaxy now noon and midnight winter and summer represent the fuller extreme aspects the solstice points if you like and dawn and dusk, spring and autumn, the equinox points hold the balance of light that occurs at the switchover. Now, their equinoxes are powerful energetic portals where the logic that divides phenomena is alive and well. And in those moments of equinox, infinite manifestations can be named because, of course, both yin and yang exist within them. Now, you know, I think we all understand that there's cycles within cycles. So there's, you know, like just for example, there's the 24 hour cycle of the day. There's a 28 day cycle of menstruation. Um, you know, there's a 42 week cycle of gestation. Our earth moves through a variety of different cycles that relate um, directly to its evolution but very powerfully it moves through cycles of the midpoint energies of the autumn and spring in a sequence known as the procession of the equinoxes. Now the procession is the third motion of earth that we know and understand. It stands next to our 24-hour rotational cycle and our orbit around the sun. The procession is like a cyclic wobble in the orientation of the Earth's axis up to about 26 degrees, a 24 to 26 degrees. And it takes about 26,000 years to complete. That's called one platonic year. And it slowly kind of 
as it as it shifts it it lines up the north star and the south star with the south pole with various galactic bodies so our north star is constantly changing now 15,000 years ago our north star was vega the brightest star in the lyrian constellation of highly spiritual star seeds who developed the ancient races of atlantis and lemuria and ancient egypt today it points us to polaris in the ursa minor constellation and the development of a golden age of technology on earth where the ursa minor or the little bear star seeds that started coming through from the 1980s hold knowledge related to the compassionate use of technology in the service of humanity so as we make this shift into a more polaris inspired planet these positive aspects are on the horizon the further we shift in and the greater the volumes of light coming onto the planet the dark side of technology will no longer be able to sustain itself now also linked to the procession of the equinoxes are the equatorial ages or great years which kind of parallel our major changes in culture and society and politics and they mirror the current shift that we're going through from pisces to aquarius of course we don't go to bed in the pisces age and wake up in the aquarian age and where we are right now at the midpoint at the transition point well this is where the wood energy is stepping up now Pisces being the age of religion, of God outside ourselves, of faith, belief, of the church, of sacrifice versus Aquarius which is moving us to a time of utopia, of brotherhood, of social fairness, material equality um, and of technological advancement beyond our dreams this is this is like right now at the crossing points like religion versus science and while these you know vast cycles play out above us the earth beneath our feet you know the actual terra firma is shifting and changing in accord now i've mentioned the schumann resonance and perhaps connected to that i'm not sure but we're also moving through the greatest period of tectonic activity that we've known so between 1900 and 2004 the average yearly rate of earthquakes with a magnitude of eight and larger was 0.65 so that's what we had measured it to be but in the past 20 years, that rate has jumped to 1.8. That's a three-fold increase, but only in the biggest quakes. No change has really been recorded in those smaller ones. So we're moving through points in the cycle so old that we have no data or songline to really help us understand the future based on the past, except for the fact that the yin-yang theory remains intact. Now the sun and the moon out, you know, yin-yang archetypes are still the messengers of change whenever we need to understand a pivot from dark to light or light to dark. The equinox points of autumn and spring are always the crossover moments. And as I said, autumn heralds the lessons of decreasing light and spring holds that of the increase. 
Now, wood element teaches us how of change of increasing light with grace, with timing, with wisdom, how to orientate ourselves to our own inner light. That's the Han or the spirit of wood. Also, another name for that is the soul. And so it's orientating to um, the light that guides our own unique path. It teaches us how to cultivate harmony and flow within ourselves as we grow and how to be reborn and reborn and reborn a thousand times while remaining gravitationally upright. The evolutionary signature of the wood phase is to pivot us into this light. So to understand wood is to understand how to evolve from the strands of our DNA, the center of our beingness, to evolution in our thoughts and the beliefs we were born into, to evolution in our spiritual nature and out into the vastness of our own multidimensional experience. Okay, so let's come back to Earth. The channels of the liver and the gallbladder, the general area of reference for the wood element govern the side of the body. Now on a physical level, the wood element is responsible for the general tone and looseness of the frame of the body because it rules the tendons and the ligaments that locomote the whole bony framework in the right or the wrong direction. So think about the temples, the corners of the eyes, the ears, the sides of the neck. They're all related to how we turn the head, shift the vision, like reorientate our understanding of the incoming stimuli. Like when you watch a dog listening now the outer ribs that enable us to twist the frame of ourselves to orientate to the opportunity we've sensed the solution we've picked up on or the possibility that exists beyond the linear are then followed by the outer hips that turn the pelvis and the legs so that now we face a different direction so every turn on the path in both a literal and metaphoric sense has undergone these woody processes via the channels that are positioned absolutely perfectly for flexibility and rapid response. Remember that wood is operating in a field where it has to navigate quickly, has to be willing to change direction as a, an opportunity for light opens. And it rarely has the luxury of kind of weighing up the pros and cons and, you know, drumming its fingers on the table as it tries to work out what to do. Every time we make a decision, we're pivoting the needs of the self and the needs of the other with a baseline of kind of building the courage to stand up for what is true for us individually and not perhaps what's imposed beyond us as the laws or the policies of the day that we may or may not be in accord with. And when our wood element is healthy and vital, we are decisive from a deep and a sure place. We're fearless and we're really fast acting when it's required. We don't seek validation. We don't need validation, nor do we have as great a need for approval as, say, the fire element might. 
We're supple and strong and capable of change and redirection with a minimum of fuss or bother and always, always, always moving towards the light, towards what is pure and radiant. Now, this is, you know, simply explained how we might, you know, play sport, but it's also how we prepare a meal. It's how we get a new job or a or a project off the ground. It's how we discover and lean into our gifts and our life purpose. But it's also, and I think importantly in this day and age, it's how we take aim at the vision of our life in its future image, because it's about bringing heaven to earth. Now the Han or the wood spirit in us is what allows us to bring this heavenly nature within ourselves to earthly form and manifestation. Remember that spring is how we pivot spirit to matter. Uh, you know, and, and it does this initially through dreams and visions and insights and inspirations. And then a little bit later through synchronicities and opportunities and encounters. And then later still into more concrete manifestations. So this healthy Han, this healthy soul, having connection to that is what allows us to fully participate in all aspects of a formless galactic being having a human experience. The wood holds the transformational potential that turns water into the fruit of the fire element, not just at a personal level, but at the level of all souls currently incarnate on earth at any given time. Now, if wood brought us Lemuria and Atlantis and Babylon and the golden era of ancient Egypt, then it also brought us those out of balance ideologies that delivered us into the witch trials, into genocide, into slavery and war and colonization. These are just all examples of how we're collectively inspired and orientated towards certain decisions and courses of action at certain times that either evolve or de-evolve us according to the grand evolution of things. Now, I've heard so many variations on the last two years of the kind of crazy lockdown world, but, you know, I tend to reflect that it was the metal sword, the metal element that an over-controlling wood energy really desperately needed. It was like the lockdowns brought the secateurs to the out of control guard and it was the mower blades and the tall grass it was the axe to the tree you know metal controls wood it took a lung condition it took a lung um, presentation to pull up that out of control greedy kind of covetous narrow minding overbearing dictator that wood had become among us okay think think trump and Putin and Kim Jong-un, think Robert Mugabe, BlackRock, Vanguard, Berkshire Hathaway, Bill Gates, Monsanto, Amazon, who all want to be the boss of the game. That's so would. They all want to be in control of the plan. Well, they've all been exposed and they've all been shamed for who they really are as the rest of the world calls for simplicity, for equality, for kindness and compassion to be placed ahead of power and profits because power and profits represent the old paradigm 
and the sun is at last rising you know we're evolving we're pivoting and wood's mandate is to return us to the to the purpose of the soul to expand and to grow us and to keep nudging us forward towards the light you know wood holds a really special place in the wheel of the five element that really helps it to carry more weight as it goes about this evolutionary work within us so let's kind of lake flip back to the equinoxes wood operates in that boundary zone where you know it's a little bit of heaven as we've touched down in the winter is pulled through the veil and earthed into something tangible and true like in the dead of night now remember wood energy peaks between 11 at night and 3 in the morning we return to the deep unconscious world of pure yin and the dream state now this floating world is what pours into the organs of the liver and gallbladder during their own high tide bringing uninterrupted wisdom and clear directedness from source ascended masters angelic helpers and guides this is one of the main reasons why sleep is so critical to the wood element and why when it's out of balance we find it really hard to get to bed early and um, you know we feel tired by mid-morning only to you know perk up again in the late afternoon and get ready for another big long late night you know these organs must be in a deep cycle of rest if they're to be nourished properly by the higher force that oversees the soul journey so it's big picture stuff these dreams become the guidance or the insights that in turn enable us to pivot switching perspectives as we become aware of our own outdated patterns and beliefs softening and opening our periphery so that not only do we acknowledge where we've strayed but we can see the solutions that we didn't see before we can meet the right people open to the world in such a way as to grow and evolve to our fullest this is how the wood element fronts up as a major player in the ascension process and why i believe we're very much in an age of wood in the ascension process we're cultivating a divinely inspired flexibility to where long-held beliefs generational beliefs are ready to change people are being urged forward on mass to grow towards the light forcing us out like a sprout from its little comfortable pod into a new world now at its most basic the wood element is tendons and ligaments and physical suppleness but at its most lofty it's our soul's calling to renew in line with the times it's a shedding of a multitude of lifetime experiences a shaking off of karmic contracts and situations that no longer serve and the elevation of the conscious mind one step closer to god so the wood elements kind of primary tool is the light you know it's birthed through it as the days lengthen and the sun grows in strength and it's doing the work of making everything ready to fruit and become in the summer the sun and the moon our reference points for this discussion are both agents of the light of different natures one being the source of it and the other being the reflection back of that source but both are aligned to the continual illumination of truth within oneself 
And when we concentrate through meditation, we merge these two luminaries and we produce the elixir that harmonizes the different aspects of the spirit or the self with the ultimate aim of bringing stability to our deepest places so that this heaven can ground through us. A wood works tirelessly to keep this yin-yang fire-water opposite in, in balance at the equinox point so that the shen or the light of the heart most critically is smooth and even as it radiates so that this alchemy can take place. It can't happen if the heart light is a raging inferno and it equally can't happen is if the heart light is barely able to um, keep the light of the coal. When the heart light is stable, its radiance pierces all of life's obstacles. Like it counters sorrow and depression and heartbreak, and it returns us to a really deeply clarified field. Now, again, this just folds back into the work of ascension, elevating us beyond the experiences of denser or lower dimensional frequencies and effectively bringing us to a breakdown of the prison of rigidity and dogma and control that we've been in for multiple generations. And when the alternating extremes in nature balance as they do in the wood phase, then other alternating extremes, just like joy and sadness, will they balance out too. Because we might think of the emotion of wood when we think of the emotions associated with the elements. You think of wood and the first thing that comes to mind is anger. But bear in mind that it's also kindness and patience and benevolence that run with the energy of wood. You know, and when wood's strong, it'll stand up for its own light while remaining in compassionate and benevolent contact with the light of others. This is where different opinions can be. However, when it's weak, it uses anger to block that feedback and all of the triggers for illumination from the world around it. Now imagine if we all tuned into Wood's bright, luminous and certain rudder in all that we did. We would never judge another because we would understand the value that the individuality of them brought forward in their light. We'd never doubt ourselves because we would move from our own inner truth, our own inner light. So to continually reinforce our own clear decision-making abilities is really essentially to tune to the galactic guidance system within us that's urging life forward along these new evolutionary roads. We evolve because Wood's peripheral clarity shows us other options. Its strength gives us the courage to take those new roads. So like we're either the prehistoric man that believed there had to be a better way to move heavy things or we're the prehistoric man that said that wheel's never going to work. You know, this capacity to accept a new truth is part of our own healthy wood element at work and is what ultimately is going to bring destiny to our nature. Having the stamina to overcome what's difficult or limited or stagnant within us and to bring our inner self and our own truth forward without blocking the outside world, well, that is to pivot towards radiance.
we're talking about actualizing ourselves through the refinement of the pivot even if that means refining our ability to express the less attractive emotions of anger and frustration at how things feel even rage at the injustices the injustice that (laughs) we might witness in the world you know because remember that all of these things too are the harbingers of change in the place where our hearts break for the world and for others is also where our sacred activism lives and the power of collective change that's within us. So we're either the agents of change in ourselves and in the world or we're, uh, or we're those who resort to you know, prejudice and, and dogma whenever our status quo is threatened. Wood helps us to see the forest beyond the trees and to know beyond our beliefs the very environment through which what was once established can give way, change or adapt and renew. This is where you know our boundaries need to expand beyond what is known because that's healthy. And what are our boundaries other than an increasingly higher level of the truth of God? And to see and know the forest when it's still a handful of seeds, to help us vision through a lifetime of illusions in such a way that we regain control over our life path and bring the forest of heaven to work. Well, that's what we're here to do. So in closing, may we know that the wood element is the one who helps us be who we are without relying on the map or the path trodden by anyone else. May we know it as the guide to life with smaller and smaller oscillations and effortless movement between action where we don't have to try and rest, where we don't have to not try. This balance enables the kidneys and the heart to merge at the decision point of the gallbladder for the light of our being to appear in its natural radiant form as we choose to grow, choose to change, choose to become all that we're capable of being, not only for the benefits of ourselves, but for the good of the whole planet.